Welcome everybody to the number one show on the internet that 90% of the audience doesn't listen to. MLS uh, email. Those are good numbers. <laughs> We, we have a retention rate between M-Class Podcast and M-Class Email of about 25%. I think 26. That's one out of four. Uh, if you were to eat a Skittles that was poisoned, it would kill you 25% of the time. <laughs> you know? That's the, uh, isn't that the metaphor for dating yeah. men? <laughs> That's depressing. Like, I thought it was the metaphor for COVID, right? Like a like, certain amount of, a, like a certain amount of men, the M and M's in the bowl are poisonous and will kill you. But yeah, you still have to de- eat out of the bowl because you're, yeah, it's like ninety seven percent are fine, but no, geez. it's something like that. It's like some depressing. Yeah, we have an numbers. extremely low turnover between these two shows, so uh, <laughs> the network always has this show on the chopping block. So yeah, that's why they play it at like two a.m. on like. <laughs> <laughs> Channel 37. And they're always like, if people don't tune in at 2 a.m., they don't want to see it. <laughs> people are getting up from the bars. Give them some bullshit to watch. Uh, this is our first email of the evening is from Alan, and it's entitled, yeah. From the Past. I love your wrenches. Jesus. <laughs> they're good wrenches. This is a bad show already. We have started. <laughs> Dude, it was going to be no matter what. Hey there, Jeff and Josh. I hope this finds you well. Well, it doesn't after that. (laughs) Fuck. It doesn't say that, but it should. I just started the podcast from the beginning, and I'm about to finish the movies. Holy shit. Why would you do that to yourself? That was six years ago. Oh, that's too long. Just That's wa- too many. Just wondering if you're still reading emails? I look forward to your thoughts on certain TNG episodes. Can't wait to hear you read this in two years when I finally catch up. Thanks for all the entertainment to come, Alan. P.S. Don't know if you've done this one yet, but fuck, Mary kill, O'Brien from TNG, Barkley from Voyager, and Worf from Deep Space Nine. Okay. Well, I'm going to kill Worf from Deep Space Nine, because he is a buzzkill. Yeah, Worf and Deep Space Nine's the weakest one out of those, which is crazy because Barkley from Voyager is not great. I think I'm gonna marry O'Brien from TNG. Yeah, and I'll fuck Barkley. Why not? I'm gonna marry Barkley and fuck O'Brien because I don't think I'm gonna have to be married for too long before Barkley cheats on me with a holodeck program. That's true. That will so, that stand up in a court of hollow law? Though? <laughs> I mean. I'll be the first to take it to court. Or space so. law. I don't know. I don't know how it works in the future. <laughs> Let's tell Alan M a bunch of things to, he should watch out for two years from now. Uh, watch out for the roaming bands of droid rovers that are hunting man. <laughs> That's the number one, I think. So watch out for that. Yeah. Also, carbohydrates. Pretty bad for you. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat too much fruit, because apparently that also has mercury in it now. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, also, the else? rape squads. Whoa! <laughs> it's in Star Trek. I can reference it. Don't get Tasha Yard, okay? <laughs> don't don't get Tasha Yard. S- tr- trigger warning for 20 seconds ago. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll figure something out. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just leave it. Um, thanks for the email, Alan. That's a good email. That was a good. Hope email. he makes it two years from to know to hear it. Yeah, I guess that's true, right? Oh, we got some fan art in this next. Oh one. fuck yeah! I wish we could show it, but we're not on it. Look at that one. Aww. That's amazing! Holy Look shit! At- 
Look at you. You hate him. You hate, you hate him so much. Dude, you hate him too. Don't pretend. <laughs> I'm putting a phaser to my head. We'll that have could just to be post any day. For sure. That could be any day. That is amazing. <laughs> this is this is pre-Neelix causing all my hair to fall out. <laughs> uh, this one's from uh, Kamikaze Gnome. Uh, Great name. <laughs> Hello, long-time listener, third-time emailer, I think. Anyway. <laughs> oh, really early anyway. <laughs> I believe the Tim Conway character, Dorf, was recently mentioned on the show, and I had an idea, so I sketched something up. Dehorf, half Klingon, sports comedian, and his caddy, Big Cliff. He's whatever the species Zex bodyguard is. Oh, yeah. That fucking big Oh, yeah. Dude. The fucking, like, Mr. Home type Mr. Guy. Home, yeah, but he's, like, like uglier. Oh, yeah. Uh, his hit holodeck program, Dorf on Parisi Squares, <laughs> shows you how not to be a patak while smashing in faces. It's a hit all over the quadrant. I couldn't find much on Parisi Squares other than, I guess, a special hammer is used and those blue and black uniforms. Hope the picture is okay. Uh, it's a phone pick of a sketchbook. Later, Trek boys. These are absolutely amazing, by the way. Yeah. P.S. Another picture is attached with you fellas hanging out with your favorite Star Trek character. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I, we do love Neelix. He's our favorite. We, we really we really like Neelix. He looks really cute here. He looks drunk. That is a cute <laughs> Neelix. Uh, I love that you managed to display like two different types of annoyance with him on our faces. Yeah, Jeff is like over it, and I'm ready. I'm just full on ready to end it. Like Josh literally, Josh is fully over it, and I'm just pissed as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I like the I like the sack that um, Mr. Dorf's character's bodyguard is holding. Is that an Odo? That's that is fully an Odo. Yo, it's all about Odos this season. Fuck coach bags. <laughs> get yourself an Odo. You gotta get Odo brand Odos. What's another bag? Uh, Dolce coach. and Gabbana. Dolce and Gabbana. That's one. That's like the one, right? Dolce. What's another one? <laughs> Gabonodo. Dolchode and Gabonchode. Yeah. Uh, chode. I get it. Uh, thanks for that joke. email, Kamikaze. <laughs> Hopefully it's cool that we post this on Twitter, because I'm going to post the art along with this yeah. episode. It's really cool. Thank you. I love fan art. We don't get a lot of it, but... No, I, I love it so... Like, nothing makes me happier than fan art. I, I love know, it's it so, so fun. <laughs> Our next email is uh, from <laughs> Shannon Shaga. Mm-hmm. And it's entitled, Braga Make Good Snoo Snoo. <laughs> It begins. Wait, where are you? Oh, you skipped over one. Oh, did I? Yeah. I thought you did it on purpose because of who it is. Oh, shit. No, I didn't do that. Okay. Our actual next email. <laughs> I, you clicked on it and it disappeared for Oh, me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, our next email is Werewolf, from Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> and it's entitled, Hey There, Trek Boys. It's me, Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Remember yeah. when I first started listening to your show back in 2005? <laughs> Man, that was a good year. Wines were good that year. They were made from grapes. 
Sorry I haven't emailed you with nonsense recently. I've been working hard in the smut mines, mining smut all the live long days. Does he work in porn? Maybe. That's cool. Meanwhile, on the USS Pillhead Cheese Taker... <laughs> cheese Staker. Cheese Staker, yeah. On the, on the USS Pillhead Cheese Staker... The mainly werewolf crew has grown suspicious that I may be a Romulan, but I have assured them that I'm just a were-Romulan, and they seem to be okay with that because they are generally very stupid. Wow, that's fucked up. You hear that, werewolves? Dumbasses? Go, go get them, werewolves. Meanwhile, here's my really dumb peyote for the week. The <laughs> Empire from Star Wars becomes gradually more technologically advanced to the point where it develops a hive consciousness? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. The hive consciousness starts conscripting people from new planets they conquer through mind control devices, and eventually, oh, I get it. Well, you know where this is going. We are the Empire. Resistance is futile. Yeah, Turn they kind of do that. Turns out the galaxy far, far away was just the other side of our galaxy. Now Trek is wars, and the Borger explained poorly. I don't think you know how galaxies work. Yeah, sort of a silly, far-out idea, but I thought it was kind of neat. Catch you next You're time. High. Catch, You're high as hell. Catch you next time when I'm aware Cardassian Trekarinos signed Trekarinos. for Mitzvah. I like Trekarinos. That's my favorite part of the email. Trekarinos. Um, I'm going to ditch this because uh, it's bad. <laughs> I don't want wars to be Trek. No. I don't. No. Also, Why would the you... Empire lost? Yeah, they suck. Fuck that. Um, I saw a, a TikTok. The kids love TikTok. I saw a TikTok. Tell I, them, Oompies. I try to talk as old as humanly possible when I talk about TikTok. Yeah, tell them. The kids love TikTok. They love it. We gotta get our NFTs on TikTok. But, um, this dude was talking about how Loki is the Christian god if if you connect the apple of Eden to the apples of Idun, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm not gonna go too big into it. Look well, it I think that that's probably like <laughs> some of the point, right? Is that like they took some of that from that, yeah. and it's similar. The apples of Idun give you um, immortality. Yeah, and so God wouldn't want you know Adam and Eve to be eating that shit. Yeah, that's why the snake is isn't the bad guy, right? Like the snake is like God doesn't want you to eat this because it'll make you immortal. It'll make you yeah. knowledgeable. Well, like yeah, the him. thing is, it's like the uh, it's the um, the tree of knowledge, knowledge. Is good and evil. Yeah, and God he, didn't want them to understand good and evil because he would reason. be evil. Because because God's evil, right? Because he's a bad guy. I don't know because he's tricking these people into not knowing things and. Being like him. He's like, like, I gave you this life on Earth, now scrape the ground yeah. with your face in in prostration in front of yeah. me for your whole life. You don't life. get clothes or anything. Anyway, we've just... gone off track. <laughs> anyway, I'm tipping, Have we? I'm tipping my fedora, m'lady. <laughs> Thank you for that email, Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. That was a good email. That was a really good one. Now you get to read the Braga Makes Snoo Snoo email. Okay, Braga Makes Snoo Snoo. Who is this from? I mean, I know who it's from. From but... Shannon Shaga. Shannon Shaga. Okay, got it. Okay. Puny Trek Children. Damn. Starting off really good here. Me listen M-Class review cause cause and effect. Trek Children say, beloved Braga make Jerry Ryan go orgies. 
That incorrect. <laughs> that first husband, Jack Ryan, puny Republican senator. I yeah, think, I think that. I pointed this out in another episode. Yeah, we talked about that. He want her public snoo snoo in club. <laughs> is that true? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, 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 it is. Also, I can't believe I'm reading this email about this subject in this voice with this. Yeah. T- <laughs> this is the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. Well, welcome to M Class Podcast, buddy. He canceled big ca- campaign, big scandal. Remember back in the '90s when if you did something like that, you'd have to quit. It was a different time. <laughs> the Obama win seat. Brandon protect Jerry from mean coffee lady. He nice guy trademark. <laughs> okay, I believe this. Sure. Other rumors, fake news. Jesus. Oh God. Oh fuck. He apologized the Blaylock when Quantum Man kicked Taint. Okay. I don't know. So Jolene Blaylock kicked him in the Taint. What? Braga, great lover, make good snoo snoo, climb like. The Edmund Hillary. <laughs> That's an incredible reference. <laughs> you be nice. Me have the Nagilum speed dial. Oh shit! All right. Climb like the Edmund Hillary is the funniest thing. That I've is ever incredibly read. smart. That's smart humor. That's really funny. Shannon Shaga, science officer, Amazonian Star Trek ship beanstalk. <laughs> yeah. P.S. This is a different email. P.S. Orville New Horizon, my snooze new friend on Hulu. He likes her. Uh, yeah, watch Orville. Orville. I've heard Orville's good. Still haven't watched it. So they call it New Horizon now. Like it's a different like series or whatever. Oh, do they? I don't think they called it New Horizon. No, they I, didn't before. It's yeah, just called know. the Orville. Yeah, I think it's like a rebrand. I didn't watch the regular Orville. Okay, uh, let's. What should we say here? Thanks. I'll check it out. Thanks for the tip. Thank, cool. I'll check it out. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> All right, we're gonna write. Thanks for the tip. I'm gonna send that. There we go. Um, <laughs> I think I originally said that Brandon Braga was the one who did that shit to Jerry Ryan. I don't remember saying that originally. Actually, no. I always knew it was a Republican senator because that's how Obama got elected. It was. His, it was her husband, right? Yeah. I remember when she married him, and it was like she never married Brandon Braga. They just not. No, no, no. Married Jack Ryan. No, that's what Jack I'm saying. Like I, yeah. we were talking about how it was her husband. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she yeah, never maybe, married yeah. Brandon Braga. If I if I did say that, then I'm sorry to Shannon Shaga. All oh yeah, time. you should apologize to Shannon Shaga. He's a very serious emailer. Uh, no relation <laughs> to Brandon Braga, of course. <laughs> Man, we are flying through these. The, uh, yeah, I think I may have been wrong to begin with. It's hard for me to accept being wrong because I am so perfect and everything I do is correct. Well, when you're never wrong, yeah, like how, like how it's does that true. work? It's very true. Yeah. Shannon Shaga, sorry. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's an interesting sort of like falling domino story where Obama becoming president is entirely because of Star Trek. I, lo- I love it. I love it. Because fuck that guy. Yeah, thank you to Jerry Ryan for exposing her shithole husband. Yeah. Being married to a Republican is something. Yeah, even back then, man, it wasn't a great <laughs> wasn't a great idea. Um, she kept the name, though. I guess it's a cool name. Jerry Ryan is a great actor name. Yeah. What's, like, the best actor name? Clint Eastwood was pretty damn good. That's not his real name, though. Is it not? 
No, his real name not not that Jerry Ryan. I don't know if that's yeah. A real we're name. talking about like the best actor name, not like the best real yeah, name. Real that actor name. Has. Yeah, Clint Eastwood is not his real name. Well, he like lost his fucking mind anyway. Oh, he's talking to chairs. Remember that shit. Oh, Speaking his of his birth name is Clint Eastwood Jr. Oh, that's his real name. Yeah. No, Clint Eastwood was the guy who went who threw pie plates and won the shooting contest in the Wild West. <laughs> yeah. He knew a doctor, and he was a blacksmith. Yeah. He, he rode the train off of Mount whatever the All right, valley. Josh. <laughs> and saved the teacher. Um, Batman Ben Superman <laughs> is the best doctor <laughs> name. Sidig Alphadil. That's I'll a good like one. The, he should have kept the full name. I know. That I name know. is so fucking boss. It's epic. It's a fucking epic name. Do you remember that, though? The guy who changed his name legally to Batman Ben Superman? No, I just remember, uh, what's his name, the basketball player, changing it to Meta World Peace. What about He Hate Me? Oh, I remember He Hate Me. He, he Hate Me played for the Eagles. I do I know that. He, he wasn't He Hate Me at the time. Rod Smart is his real name. Yeah. The, so Rod this, Smart this dude, changed his name. This dude in the <laughs> Republic of Singapore changed his name to Batman Ben Superman. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty cool name. Was he an actor? No, he's just a guy. Damn. Maybe he's a real superhero. He is a. He looks like if Batman and Superman fusion danced and was fourteen. Uh, anyway, <laughs> why does he get the? He just looks really young. Is the thing. <laughs> Sorry to Shannon Shaw guy. I forgot we were still in this fucking email. Yeah, um, me too. Our next email is from Curicle. Mm-hmm. And it's entitled Collection Reflections. Apologies for this email's girth. Saying an email is girthy isn't making Ooh, it better. It's girthy, baby. <laughs> it's making it's it better for me. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hi Jeff. Hi Josh. Hello. <laughs> Hope you wonderful philosophers are doing well today. Pause for response. Indeed, the struggle of life is its own reward. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This has been one of the best collections so far. Little slices of life to humanize the other species populating the Star Trek cosmos. With this comes the opportunity for some excellent allegorical storytelling. Oh, yeah. TNG and DS9 were master classes at subtlety. Or not so subtlety at times. Bless you. <laughs> Providing commentary and critique of authoritarianism. The multifaceted view from different perspectives, Romulan, Cardassian, and Dominion, and even Federation topics regarding authoritarianism can be addressed. Yeah! These stories are needed today. China, Russia, North Korea, Turkey, Iran, Belarus, Hungary, etc., are acting as open authoritarian states with no threat of repercussion. Western Wasn't Hungary going to change its name or something? That sounds like an American story. I, I, it's something weird. Like, they want tourists or whatever to call it. So I don't know. I don't know if that's real or not. But Tur Turkey know. is a fascist state? I didn't know that. Yeah, Turkey's pretty fucked up. Western countries are feigning morality while the ACABs suppress dissent and feed the disenfranchised into a forced labor system. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Propaganda has manufactured brainwashed militias ready themselves to fight against enlightenment since it threatens their feudal lords. Yep. Things seem bleak. 
Thank you for a wonderful evening. <laughs> Even amongst this darkness. <laughs> oh, okay, there's more. Okay. Even amongst this darkness, the dissenters, the artists, the poets, the agitators, journalists, and partisans punching up against their oppressors are living their histories today. We stand on a technological knife edge where we could as easily reach an idyllic utopia or plunge off the precipice of despair. But the struggle is worth it. Your art, your creativity, the philosophical discussions you foster are all foundational building blocks for that utopia. Thankfully, there are at least a few modern bards telling stories worth listening to, so I highly recommend checking out BoldlyProse.com, where one of the best modern science fiction writers expands and improves the universe of Star <laughs> Trek we all love. No pressure, Hell yeah. Rich. Hell yeah. Yeah, boldlyprose.com is Rich Master's site that's collecting all of the stories that he's written into this, collecting and expanding all of the stories he's written into M Class. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. B O L D Y P R O S E.com. We should tweet it out. We sh I have retweeted it a few times on M Class, but we should tweet it out ourselves. We're, right. we're contractually obligated to tweet it out. I'm just kidding, we're not. <laughs> There's no gun to our head or anything. No, um, no, no. It's just a pity that so many people would rather live in the world of RoboCop than Star Trek. Love you both and all of the M-Class Trek people. Uh, oh my god. I wish I knew how to... Slava Ukraine. Slava Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah. Q go Ukraine. Fuck I agree Russia. with that fully. Fuck, <laughs> fuck Russia. Go Ukraine. Yeah. I'm gonna say love it. Yeah, absolutely love it. This is a yeah. beautiful... Like, I think you're seeing a loftier version of us than we're capable of seeing because we're so self-defeating. Yeah, we're very self-deprecating. Deprecating um, is the word I was looking for. Thank you very much. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I've always been like this, though, too. Like, I mean, I remember when I was, like, a kid and people would always be like, you're too, like, ideological and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And it's like... Well, look, look where that fucking attitude got everybody, right? Like, look at this fucking shithole that we live in. <laughs> like, it sucks People always dicks. talk about, like, oh, that's not how the real world works. That's not how yeah. the real world works. How does but, the like, real world work? You, you know? We decide yeah. how the real yeah. world you works. You decide that. Exactly. And exactly. if you go along with how it's always been, it's always going to be like that. You're it's part not of the only, fucking problem. It's not only going to always be like that. It will get worse because entropy is a real thing that exists. It's like, absolutely getting worse as well well yeah. is the problem yeah. and it's i'm gonna i'm gonna piss off a new generation of people this time around fuck yeah let's piss off everybody we we haven't talked about gen x yet oh fuck gen x the, the <laughs> thing about gen x is like they're nominally part of the same struggle that millennials and gen it, z have against yes. boomers but they don't yes. do anything they had their chance to make changes in the world and they're the ones who told everybody well that's not how the world works yeah there's there's a lot of gen xers that like they'll they'll complain like tooth and nail just like millennials will but then they'll at the end of it they'll be like well you know whatever it doesn't matter yeah they and, like, don't do anything about it is the that's thing. the problem too yeah and that's again the, yeah. entropy is a real thing that happens and when an entire yeah. generation of people just slunk off into the shadows to take care of their own shit or whatever while the world right. was burning right like how could yeah, you pass sucks. the torch to an or like the hose in this case yeah. To an entirely new generation. It wasn't so much past as, like, left on the ground. 
and yeah, millennials picked it up. Like millennials pa- are passing it to Gen Z. Yeah, we're still trying. We're still doing. We, it. we have to put ourselves out first. Yeah, <laughs> and like yeah. we're we're all yeah. manning the hose for the most part. Like huge swaths of millennials and Gen Z have our hands on the hose, and we're all firing the water into the fire. We're all trying, while Gen X is standing off to the side saying, "Well, it's pointless that you're trying." Yeah, the one thing that I think like. That is actually, like, it's a double-edged sword, but I do think because of the internet, like, we are closer to, like, a global society than ever. Oh, absolutely. And that and that is also being used against us, but I think ultimately, like, the Pandora's box is open. Like, you can't go back. You, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, no, we just have to work forward at this point. There's no yeah. going back. And, like, yeah. the Pandora's box has been open for a hell of a lot longer than we think it was. Like, yeah. we think about it as a much more modern thing that the world's on fire. I think it's just that we can see the fire now. We're closer yeah. to it. Yeah, no, that's for that's for, that's for for sure. Like, th- this, all this terrible shit may have been even worse at some point, but now, like, we never could see it before, right? Like, I mean, think of all the stories, like, nobody's ever even known about all the atrocities that have happened to black people in this country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all that shit that has been covered up for decades. Like, Oh my God. Like it's, it's fucking depressing, man. Like, and I don't th- know. There's like, there was always an active effort to cover up those sort of atrocities to like yeah. hide the truth of the world. And the internet yeah. took the truth out of the hands of a few people. Yeah. Now you have a phone and it's like, a fucking tricorder. You just record it, and it just here it is. You know, yep. like look and at this video cop killing this black video dude. Video doesn't lie yet. I mean, yeah, like right. there's a way to manipulate video, but you can always tell when it's fake. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I hope I hope anything we do matters a little bit. I don't. I have a hard time believing that. I, I kind of do too. Really, <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't know, man. I'm I'm hopeful that we can at least offer. And in, like entertainment, something to laugh at, and maybe something to think about yeah. during all of this horrible shit. Like not so much an escape as a momentary reprieve. Think of all the bullshit that we've had to do, even over the past like three years, right? Like all this fucking goddamn horseshit that's been going on. Like I had to like live at my mom's house for six weeks because the disease was ravaging Earth. Yeah, and, I, and nobody knew how to stop it. Right, the like, disease was <laughs> ravaging Earth, which c- some countries almost completely wiped out by just wearing masks and being inoculated. Yeah, like against it. Er, like early on with Italy, right? Like it yeah. was like holy fucking shit, man! Like what like, the fuck is happening? Like some countries, like <laughs> Australia, was like we're locking down. It's yeah. like lockdown, and we're gonna lock down until it's fixed. And we have you're gonna have to wear a mask if we ever go outside again. Anytime you go outside, you've got to wear a mask. Everybody yeah. has to be. Uh, everybody has to get the um, vaccine. Vaccine. Again, I'm forgetting words. Well, I'm America's old. little brother wasn't gonna have that, right? <laughs> like Australia did. <laughs> Australia did fairly well. New Zealand did perfectly. Like literally, New Zealand yeah. was. They were a little late to the show. They they're still dealing with it now, which is really weird. Well, right? that's, that's sort of the problem. Is like Australia yeah. and New Zealand did fairly well, but they didn't close their borders. Yeah, yeah. And well, Americans I think New Zealand travel. Did. And well, we don't yeah, vaccine. We don't vaccinate for fuck here. 
I am going to take a cruise ship down to New Zealand and I'm going to show them how dumb COVID is. The, the crazy thing is, like, I, I saw some numbers some time ago. I don't even remember how long ago it was. And don't take it for gospel. But they were like, 57% of Americans are vaccinated. And they acted like that was good. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking pathetic, man. I was like, that's terrible. That's a that's a F, dog. I don't know if you know that. That's not even a D. Yeah, that is an F. F. Yeah, no, nah, that's bad. Yeah, I dude, just give me all the vaccines, man. I'm I'm addicted to vaccines now. If they're like, you got to get a fourth vaccine, I'd be like, yep, let's get it. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for it, right? Like, probably, probably gonna have to. I don't know. Like the my the, mom got the hers. world's on fire, and we're the only bulwark that can help stop it from spreading as pe- we're we the people yeah we gotta vote in november for not republicans that's very true like please vote if you can and do just hit the d button baby because there ain't no other option in, we end up in a situation where democrats own most of the senate and the house and we have a Democratic president, and they still and nothing do gets anything. done. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit because of this fucking fill. Phil- dude, uh, America, America. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good point. And like, I think about it all the time. Like, man, it would be great to just move to a country that made sense. Yeah, where's that though? That's a good question. And also, like, that would be giving up. Yeah, I know you can't leave because like. It's idiocracy, then, right? Yeah. Like, if, if you if you leave, that's one less person standing against any of this. Yeah. Have you heard about the Swedes and how great they are? It's. <laughs> mm, I feel like there was a commercial I heard somewhere about that. <laughs> I mean, dial one nine hundred Swede secrets. Weren't the Swedes the ones who don't feed kids who come over to their house? Oh, is that a thing? I don't know. There, is that pe- a- people were talking about that, like in the culture of I think it was Sweden like like if you go over to your if friend's you're over house at, if you're playing over at your friend's house and dinner time comes around they don't feed you, you go you get sent to another room to wait until dinner's over I mean that's stupid <laughs> yeah I agree but I guess if you have to fight polar bears and shit like who knows I don't think that's how that works I think they're always they're always getting attacked by polar bears <laughs> Uh, I think yeah, they like, Sweden. It was Sweden. They, they they don't think that feeding a guest is um, obligated. Like they, they think you shouldn't do it. Actually, this is like some kind of curse or something. Like does a sea monster curse <laughs> your home or some shit? Like some I don't weird I don't shit. think anybody's given any real explanation because some They're people just are lazy. Like, are they just like lazy? And they hate kids. I, get sweet, it. I think it's like that thing where like it's insulting to their parents because it makes it seem like their parents can't feed them. What? That's stupid. But like kids are dumb as shit. They they need food. They won't eat if you don't give it to them. They're dumb as fuck. People in other countries are like, well, they were like, oh, also like our country used to be like super poor. So there's that thing. And like people from other countries are like, my country is third world, and we still feed 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 everyone who comes over to our house. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I was like. It's a very and, human thing to do, to give people food. Yeah. It's very common. I was like, you don't go to an Irish household without leaving with a stomach full of fucking potatoes and cabbage. Brown. Like, that shit doesn't happen. They give you the brown, man. Eat that brown. 
<laughs> like you, if you go to an Irish house, your ass is eating potatoes. That is how it works. Hell yeah! God, I'm so hungry for potatoes. I would love some taters. <laughs> taters, precious. What's taters? Mash them, boil them, stick them, stick in, them in a stew. You dumb idiot. Curacle, this email is fucking incredible. And you, like, sent me a tweet last night that was also fucking incredible. You were an absolutely amazing person. Oh, yay, and Josh got an email, too, and a tweet. Well, you weren't (laughs) whining on Twitter about not being successful, so there is that. (laughs) No, I was just doing that in private. I, uh... I was, like, sitting thinking about the fact that, like, I've almost succeeded five or six times at things this year. Oh, I saw that, and I yeah. I, I felt bad, but I also went to sleep then. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I figured, I'll talk to him tomorrow. But, like, Curacle, like, sent me a thing that was talking about how, like, much they appreciate me and everything. And I was like, fuck, that's so sweet. Thank you so Wow, Curacle, you're making me look like big-time shit right now. Well, Thank maybe you. if you aren't big-time shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you, I maybe think if you should cared about me as much as Curacle did. Did you ever think about pulling yourself up by your boob straps, Jeff? <laughs> oh man, only when I'm getting horned up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, next you, email, Curacle, you fucking rock. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, Curacle, you are cool. Thank uh, you. Our next email is uh, you, Josh, and it's all Henry. Uh, yeah, AJ, right? AJ. Yeah, I gave away uh, the name. Anyway. I'll bleep it out. I'm not going to do that. AJ. Two important questions. These look very important. I feel the importance radiating from this email, AJ. <laughs> hey, Jeff and Josh, I have two very important questions for you. Shoot. Number, number one, if you were a boat, what kind of boat would you be? Not that it's not what kind of boat you want to be, but what kind of boat represents you as you are now? Oh, my God. A little dingy. <laughs> A uh, fan boat from Florida. <laughs> there we go. There we fucking go. Yeah! I gotta think that it's like the the boat that like Andy Griffith takes fucking Opie out on. It's all like it's just a wooden ass normal boat. Yeah. <laughs> Every year you make Opie paint it again, the same yeah. color. Yeah. Actually, like I think the boat that represents me most is like. Like the medium sized boat that fits like maybe like five or six people, and yeah, uh, it's it's like lists slightly to the side, so you think it's gonna turn over all the time, but it doesn't. <laughs> I think that's me. Uh, I know the Lusitania, that's me. <laughs> what that one's a good one, right? Nothing happened to that one. Mm. <laughs> the USS me, the, the Titanic, because of my big dick, yeah, yeah. How you're yes. all, and how you're always going down. Yeah, I'm always going down, like on people, on icebergs. Uh, I was gonna was say Titanic's a gondola. What, what was the Titanic's sister ship? The Atlantic. <laughs> now you're gonna fucking make me think. A uh, Queen Elizabeth, Queen something, Queen something. The Queen Mary. That's it, right? I'm one of those boats that fishermen have that have like a name that's like stupid, but they think it's funny. Like, the Olympic uh, and the Britannic. Like, I looked it like up. Like the SS uh, Anchor Arms or like the SS like uh, Big Dicks Ride or something. Bodie McBoatface. That's funny. Remember when everything was something McSomething face? Yeah. It's like 
when epic was a term that everyone used. Bacon was a personality. Bacon was a personality. Uh, what else? Thunder what else? lizards ruled the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now it's like it got replaced with, like, you, you said it, bestie. <laughs> so true, bestie. So true, bestie. Just a series of code words and phrases have replaced having a personality now. Well, not now, actually. That's always been true. <laughs> I think it's more like, uh, it's more random now because the internet has made it more random. Like, I like cool, right? Like, cool stuck around for, like, a really long time. Yeah, things like, change very quickly these days. Yeah, it's very fast. It's Which, like Britain. I feel really bad about... I do feel bad for Gen Z in that way. Because once Generation Alpha gets old enough, like yeah. they're going to start making Gen Z feel like shithole, behind-the-ball like old folks by the time Generation Alpha's like eight, nine years yeah, old. Yeah, Generation... Like Gen, Gen Z is going to be like 19, and they're going to be like, you fucking old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that also happened to me, so... They're not going to say that, though. They're just going to go, zero, one, zero, one, one, zero. <laughs> you yeah. still use b- non-binary language? Fucking, yeah. What an idiot. What a fucking old man. Uh, question number two. Realistically, how many eight-year-olds do you think you could take in a fight? Please keep in mind that they are at perfect ball-punching hunch- height at that age, but their skull bones are not fully developed. I don't think that's true. <laughs> hmm... <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I could fuck up a shitload of eight-year-olds, because I don't give a fuck about eight-year-olds. Uh, <laughs> I feel like if I was... Uh, like, let's say I was Obsidian Order deprogrammed. Yeah. To where I don't mind punching an eight-year-old child. You get, like, Obsidian Order, uh, like, Jack Ryan. Not Jack Ryan. What's the... What's the Manchurian guy? candidate? <laughs> <laughs> no man, Will Will uh what's his name? Will Forte. <laughs> McGruber? <laughs> man, you, can you tell we've been doing this for five hours? Uh yeah. fucking Are you talking no. about McGruber on my not podcast? Not McGruber. <laughs> fucking the guy who gets programmed. Uh Julia Stiles is in the movie. I remember her. Oh my god. Uh Okay, well, that can haunt you for the rest of your life. I'm, I'm gonna, looking it up. I'm going to think about how many eight-year-olds I could take in a fight. I'm looking it up. Go ahead. Realistically, the instant one of them tags me in the balls, I'm going to probably get overwhelmed. I was thinking about Jason Bourne. That's his name. Oh. Will Arnett? <laughs> I was thinking of what's his Matt Damon. <laughs> Will Forte. Will Forte, yeah. Okay, Will Arnett's a whole other fucking can of beans. Will yeah, Forte. Will Arnett's a... Yeah, yeah Will Forte thing. was McGruber, so... Yeah, yeah. And um, Abraham Lincoln. True. <laughs> um, so true, bestie. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, like, a class full, like 30. Yeah, I think I could take 38-year-olds. Easy. We always talked about this at, uh, the col- when we went to college, because... We were on a movie set one time doing PA stuff, and the the grip, the lead grip, asked us how many fifth graders do we think we could beat up. And I said, you take one and you fuck them up real good, and it sets the fear of God into the other ones, right? Well, that's a normal thing to say for a normal man. Yeah, so then it, <laughs> you're, it's like psychological warfare. <laughs> You know, you just agreed. Well, anyway, yeah, it's normal. It's totally normal what I said. Yeah. That's, that's I perfectly normal. I see nothing Jeff, wrong with this. Do you want to win or not? 
Look, I want to fight as many eight-year-olds as I can fight. I don't just want to beat up one. Yeah. Here's the thing as well. Like, eight-year-olds don't weigh a lot. I could knock one out and then swing it around like a flail. Like that axe in Conan Exiles. Yeah. I could attach the the child to my axe and and attack the other kids. And my axe. Um... Realistically, of course, I wouldn't fight eight-year-olds because I'm a good person. But I'm not you know, discounting just for fun, it. <laughs> just for fun, uh, I think endless eight-year-olds. I think I would get tired after a couple hours. But like, however many eight-year-olds you could fill into a room, like the Matrix Two, like Smith, like just pouring out of the doorways, yeah. and you're just neoing and them. Instead of Agent Smith, it's Agent Smith. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? Perhaps we've been doing this podcast for too long today. (laughs) Perhaps we have made a mistake. Okay. I've got two emails in a row here. Okay, good. Which I think you can tell what that means, audience at home. Could be anybody. Our first email is from David S. Oh, yeah. It's entitled, Aim for the Spoon. (laughs) Oh, my God. We'll dip a spoon in bullion three, slap it on my forehead, and call me a Cardassian sleeper agent if it ain't the Trek Boys. <laughs> boys, I just had a harrowing week that made me question my identity, my prejudices, and my love for all things rootin', tootin', pointin', shootin'. Damn. You see, it all started when Lieutenant Flax invited me to the Holla Suite to go plasma sailing on the Chattahoochee. <laughs> That's a real river. Right as I got my old-timey striped swim unitard on, I get a transmission from the vice president of Big Corp right up back on Earth. I figured this must be important, so I walked down to Porks and answered the call on one of the replicator panels at Mike's Void. <laughs> Dude, just like every fucking boomer that comes into the store and fucking, oh my god. Also, just like Kira did. Yeah, uh, right. When I answer the call, the city slickers tell me that everyone's been looking all over for me and that the company's falling apart without me. I can tell this pad pusher's about as clueless as a board therapist, so I tell him <laughs> he's got the wrong number and hang up. Damn. After figuring out that the Chattahoochee weren't some country dating sim. <laughs> oh my God. Chat a hoochie. Oh my God. I head back to my quarters and get stopped by old Risotto. He tells me that nerd from Big Corp won't quit sending messages asking for David Salary's return to Earth to save the company and that they are convinced I'm him. Oh, man, what did you do? I don't remember how Kira gets kidnapped, so we'll just say I got bonked on the head with something and it made that coconut bonk sound. (laughs) Bonk. I heard it. When I wake up, I'm in a fitted suit, a corny tie with ears of corn printed on it, and my hair is cut, (laughs) combed, and gelled like I'm some dang old Patrick Bateman-looking sucker. (laughs) Before I can pass out again on account of my concussion, the vice president from earlier comes in and shakes me awake. He tells me I'm already late for the most important meeting this year and wheels me out in an old rolly chair to a big boardroom. This is a nightmare. He starts talking to the other folks at this big table, saying that I've been walking among the common folk and have come back with new insight on what average folks want in a runabout. Now I've ridden in standard runabouts just about all my life and thought I'd have some good ideas for improving the experience. 
So I just start listing things off the top of my head. Giant cup holders, fins, and bubble domes. <laughs> cool Nacelle <laughs> stickers. Maybe the hailing chime is like cucaracha. <laughs> this is <a> Simpsons bit. <laughs> fucking... Holy shit. The VP yells at everyone to get to work, making my vision come true, and I start thinking maybe I am good at all this big city corporate ladder climbing business. <laughs> Lunchtime rolls around and they were trying to serve me salad. Can you believe it? I cannot. They didn't have no ribs, spicy chop, brisket, chicken, turkey, sausage, cream, corn, tater salad. They didn't even have sweet tea. No sweet tea? I ran into the bathroom, stared at myself in the mirror. I felt crazier than a 70-year-old Vulcan. (laughs) I cried, no, and punched the mirror. Damn. Well, it's about email deadline time, so let's just say the real David Salary shows up tan and happy from a Riza trip he didn't announce. Feller Mm. looks just like me, and when my custom runabout model that looks greener and uglier in an AI-generated double-dome Shrek mobile is (laughs) is shown at the big Ferengi investor conference... Everyone hates it, and the company loses all its latinum and shuts down, earning me a doppelganger enemy for life. <laughs> Anyhow, voice, boys. Voiced by Danny DeVito. <laughs> Anyhow, boys, have you ever been mistaken as someone else? Have you ever had to play along with a mistaken identity? Oh, I've, I've told this story, I think. Um, my, I was the best band at my friend's wedding, um... And he always used to tell the story about uh, how we met, and it was at, at preschool. So I'm up there, and I'm telling him, like, like I'm doing my best man speech, and I'm telling the story. And I'm like, yeah, you know, Sean always tells the story about how we met at preschool, and how he, like, grabbed my hand to sit down next to him during the reading, and how we became friends. And I was like, it's a really great story, except... I never went to preschool, <laughs> dude. And the fucking they the they like the all like the wedding crowd went fucking wild, man. They were man. howling. That's a great feeling, and it makes me yeah. It made me think at my best friend's wedding, my other best friend, old best yeah. friend before Josh. Yeah. <laughs> May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. <laughs> at his at his wedding, uh, like I gave a speech, and like the audience was like eating out of the palm of my hand. Yeah, it was yeah. perfect. It's awesome. And like, dude, and like he came up to me, and he's like, "What? Like that wasn't you?" And I was like, "I was like, nah, man, I never went to preschool. I don't know what the fuck you're talking." About. But I ended it like Picard would, and I was like, whoever that kid was was really lucky, and uh, you know, yeah. I'm sh- you know, I made it like schmaltzy at the end. I definitely schmaltzed it up at the end as well. I was yeah. like, I could have gone so much harder as well because he was like, it, we didn't have the term incel yet. Yeah, yeah. When I first met him, but he was incel like he huh? was. He was heading down the road to incel when I first met him. So I could have been way meaner in that speech, but I did kind of yeah. take the piss out of him a little bit. <laughs> but people loved it. Yeah, man, it's a great feeling. Uh, makes me feel like I actually could do stand up. It's so hard to bomb, though. I don't have it in me to bomb. I think bombing for me would be just like it'd be a familiar feeling. <laughs> you'd just be like, I. That would make you the best stand up man. You'd be like unstoppable. You'd be like, As I I'm know. Getting what older, like. like even just like year by year, I feel like I'm getting less and less bothered by the idea of bombing. Yeah, I don't think it matters, you know? I don't think anything matters. <laughs> yeah, that has something to do with it, right? I don't... It's like, whatever. Like, who cares? Like, who gives a shit? A girl <laughs> did run up to me. I was walking down the street 
in Huntington, West Virginia on 3rd Avenue. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a very long walk for me because I was headed for my favorite Chinese place, the Happy Dragon. Oh my god, I'm so hungry. Uh, The Happy Dragon is shut down, unfortunately. Rip. Never mind. Um, But I'm walking down the street. It's not a very long walk. Uh, A girl jumps out of the front door of Husson's Pizza. Yeah. And starts chasing me down the road. And she goes, Jared! Jared! (laughs) And I don't turn around. My name's not Jared. (laughs) Dude, Jared's in for it when he he gets confronted by this girl. The girl's like, Jared, stop! What are you... Stop! And, like, catches up to me. And I turn around. I'm like, huh? Who the fuck is Jared? And she looks at me for a second and goes, Oh, I I thought you were my friend Jared. And uh, I'm... I'm not proud of this moment. I was single at the time. I hadn't dated in a while. Did you say, I could be Jared? And I was like, well, wait a second. We haven't decided if I'm Jared or not yet. That's Hold a on. great line. That's a great line. Don't feel bad about that. That's fine. Like, That's well, a great line. I was like, well, wait a minute. We haven't decided if I'm Jared or not yet. And she looked at me like I was the craziest human being she'd ever met. She was like, uh, well, have a good day. And like, <laughs> Away. I was like, oh, jeez. No, that's, you're fine. That's fine. Ah, jeez. <laughs> that's the only time I've ever been mistaken for anybody else. There's a, a picture of, like, this is why boomers shouldn't have Facebook, right? So my uncle has Facebook, and he's, like, constantly being indoctrinated by it. And there's a picture somewhere, I don't know, of somebody that we both know, and it looks like I'm in it. And I'm like, I don't remember that at all. And he's like, oh, it's got to be you. And I looked at it, I'm like, eh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, the but deep I was like, state is indoctrinated. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's me. Like, I don't even know what the fuck this is. Like, right? Like, but he's like convinced it's me. And it's like, no, it's, it's not. It's not me. We're not all the same. All the all redheads, you redheads the are the same anyway, I know, right? I know. <laughs> you and Big Pete. He's right. Who did you look more like when you were younger, Big Pete or Little Pete? I guess Little Pete because of the eyes. But I was like super skinny and like scrawny, so. Mm. The times have changed. <laughs> Damn. I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was roast cat. I didn't mean. I meant that sarcastically because you're still scrawny and skinny. No, I'm not. I'm not anymore. You are. You are. All right. Fine, I'll take that compliment. I didn't. I didn't mean it the way you took it, but that was we, much funnier that, that way. It was <laughs> way funnier that way. <laughs> Man, times have changed, you fat piece of shit. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm fatter than you. I can't say that shit. No, but you're like super tall. You're way taller than I am. I'm still fatter than you. It doesn't no, matter. I don't think so. You're fucking hot. I wish oh, you thanks. were Jared. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that made it all worth it 10, like yeah. 15 years later. I wish you were Jared and I was that girl. <laughs> um, This episode, he finishes up the email by saying, this episode's pretty wild and Garrick is really cool. <laughs> I can't believe another guy gets violently vaped to shit. So that's pretty bitching. And I love that Odo bag action. That's why this episode is in the collection, because Odo's a bag. I look forward to hearing how many times y'all and the emailers can say spoonheads. It's a lot. You've been eating well today, David S. It's a lot, man. It's actually disturbing. <laughs> um, 
I feel bad because like I tweeted last night that we were recording a day early. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna be recording on Tuesdays from now on. Um, I mean, knock on wood, boop boop boop. Yeah, but um, there were no lawnmowers today, and th- this is the first time we've recorded in years. Where there, there was, weren't lawnmowers. There was a race car event at my house today, but you know, there's <laughs> nothing I can do about that. Hopefully, it doesn't happen every Tuesday. I'll just close the blinds next time and it'll go away. Yeah, this email was definitely written like really in depth until that message went out, and then David S was like, "Ah, fuck it. Ah, uh, shit. I don't yeah. have time." Yeah. Thank you for that email, David S. The wordplay, as always, absolutely kills me, and I love it. This next email is the longest I've ever seen. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ, Rich Masters. I thought you were going to give us abridged versions and then expand them of these stories. <laughs> this is like a paper. Like, literally, this is like a paper. It's 25 uh, pages. Jesus Christ. Our next email is, of course, from Rich Masters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get out your popcorn. Get out your get out your gabagool. Zip. <laughs> okay. I get out my gabagool. Um, That's what I call it. Because it smells the same. That's disgusting. Why would you say that, Jeff? Rich? I'm sorry that we're not going to be able to read your email. That is the end of this program. Uh, probably forever. <laughs> I think. I don't know why you would say that, Jeff. If that you if gross. you actually uh, look at the cameras, if you look at the video footage, I do believe you're the one who said that. <laughs> hmm. I don't think we have. That. People don't mistake our voices for each other. That's me, Jeff. <laughs> oh damn, that's the most insulting thing in this podcast so far. <laughs> oh shit! I accidentally called you a big fucking pile of fat shit, and that was less. <laughs> That was less insulting than you doing a Ray Romano voice for me. Oh, no. It's me, Jeff Romano. Oh, my God. I'm going to have nightmares about sounding like that now. (laughs) You don't sound like that. Uh, Rich Masters writes, of course, it's entitled Enterprise Season 5, Episode 6. Wait, I have Season 8, Episode 1. No, you don't. No, what is this? This is a different email. No, you don't. Where are you? Oh, I am an idiot. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, you read the thing we talked about. I was down below. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, Enterprise Season 5, Episode 6, and it begins, Trick Boys Make Some Noise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough noise. Are you now. ready for this? Get a hold of yourself. Running to the wire with this one again. This we we changed the day that he, we do the show. We really fucked him up, didn't we? Sorry, everybody. That was my I, fault. I just didn't want any more fucking lawnmower in the background of every episode. Yeah. Admiral Valdor stews in his office. Reports strewn across his desk, but he isn't looking at any of them. Despite his continuing efforts to sway the Senate, they have yet to agree an open declaration of war against the Coalition, much to Valdor's disgust. As he moves to the window to stare out over the Capitol, a voice speaks behind him. It is beautiful. I can see why you want to protect it so. Valdor turns, his face bathed in light from the projection of a shadowy figure from a temporal cold war. (gasps) 
<gasps> who has been giving him direction on how to fight the Coalition. I summoned you days ago, Valdor sneers. This fucker! You do not summon me, the figure states. In my time, you are but dust in memory. Damn, you dusty old memory bitch. You, you will not even be that if you do not treat me with the appropriate respect. Remember, Shadow, you need me as much as I you. All it would take is a simple deviation from your plan, and I would rid the timeline of your machinations for good. Hmm. The shadowy figure retorts, not to be so sure. The future is not as fluid as Valdor believes. Damn. Valdor complains that the Romulan advancement progresses too slowly for his liking. Shadow explains the pa the hedgehog? No. The shadow. <laughs> the shadow. Explains the paces in keeping with his calculations for an ultimate Romulan victory. But he tells the Admiral he should focus on the Brennian system for now. Valdor switches the projection off as a chime sounds at the door. His new Damn. second, Commander Parn, enters with her report of an ongoing uprising amongst the Romulan borders. Parn. That's a cool name. That's the name of the main character from Record of Lodos War. I think we all knew that. It's a great fucking anime, Josh. Anime! <laughs> Alright. She's been on tour of the outer rim of the Empire and the worlds there are struggling to accept Romulan rule. Her opinion is that they're too far from Romulus. The Empire's reach is extending beyond its grasp. Tarak Valdor smiles to himself and thinks of his younger self, the idealist who thought Romulus should push for peace. Mm. That just suggests to me that we need a tightening of our grip, Commander. Valdor deadpans, watching the second down, in command Darth like Vader. a hawk. Huh? <laughs> said, calm down, Darth Vader. <laughs> Maybe we need to an annex a few of these planets and place garrisons at pinch areas within the Empire. Brenia, perhaps? Mmm. If you will it, Admiral. It was clearly not what Parn had intended, but she'd heard stories of Admiral Valdor and his aversion to any questioning of Romulan imperialism. That will stretch our forces very thin. Threadbare, I'd imagine. Valdor smiles. Ready your crew. It's a trap! Title, Burdens of Leadership. It's a trap. Why are we even discussing this anymore, Captain? Shran shakes his head. I love you, Shran. It was a mutter, a whisper. Hoshi puts her hands on her hips and rolls her eyes. Are you kidding me? You called them testicular-looking blue idiots. <laughs> Archer tells them both to sit and calm down, then berates Shran's outburst at first contact with the Bolians, which has damaged their potential relationship. Oh, it's fine. They were weak. We don't need them, Shran argues. <laughs> Shran. A seething Archer both. orders Hoshi to leave them and waits until she's gone before telling Shran he'd better get used to the idea that he isn't commanding a ship anymore. And if he wants to continue working on a ship devoting to advancing the Coalition's ideals... Not just Shran's. He needs to be more diplomatic. When Shran tells Archer he didn't hire him for his diplomacy, Archer hits back that he didn't hire Shran at all. He was forced on him by the Coalition Council. Shran asks, You want me to lie next time? Sometimes the truth doesn't need to be made so obvious, Archer answers, gritting his teeth, trying to be polite. I can see this. Like, I can see yeah. Scott Bakula doing this. Shran... And Oh, what were you going to say? 
And Shran. I forget. What, what's his name? Fucking. Uh, Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs. Thank you. Shran goes to object in a predictably stubborn manner, but the two are called to the bridge. On the view screen, a previously unseen short-range shuttle lists on dangerously low power. It has been damaged by some sort of weapon fire, Captain, to Paul reports. The shuttle is down to minimal power. Life support is failing. Trip chimes in from the engineering station. But this isn't due to the damage. <laughs> Holy shit. It's pushed, like he's here. <laughs> <laughs> they've pushed well past safe distance for such a short-range vessel. Archer gives the order to beam the unconscious crew directly to sickbay. As the shuttle turns, it reveals some markings. Everyone turns to Hoshi, who declares, It's Romulan. Oh, fuck. Six hours later in sickbay, Phlox declares to Archer, Trip, Hoshi, and T'Pol that the two women crew from a race they haven't encountered before are suffering from severe dehydration and starvation, that he's managed to stabilize them. The meaning is obvious. Stabilize one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The meaning is obvious. The other is going to die. Archer asks if the pilot can be revived, and Phlox agrees that they can talk to her so long as they're quick. The pilot, Yanis, is revived, but instantly panics, raving in a new language until Hoshi is able to program the Universal Translator. In the seeming gibberish, one word is clear. Romulans. As her language becomes decipherable, she starts to reveal that her home planet, Brenia, is a Romulan protectorate on the edge of, the, of Star Empire space. Brenia had recently established a civilian government after over 360 years of war between the two main global superpowers. That's a fucking long war, man. That's a big one. <laughs> the Rojima and the Tansour? The Tansour? 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 I think it's Tansour. <laughs> yeah. The the Tansour? That's my favorite type of beer. A Tansour? <laughs> yeah. The Hideo Kojimas and the Tansours. <laughs> the countries are pushing towards independence from Romulan oversight, but no sooner had peace been established, the Romulans disbanded the government as terrorists and reinstated puppet leaders for each country who have been embraced by the warlike country's older populace. Damn, that is, sounds familiar. It sounds a little too familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> the conflict is now escalating with the threat of atomic war looming. Art imitates life and all that. Yeah, says. right? Archer asks Yanis why they left, and Yanis tells them that the Brennians need their help, that they wish to rid themselves of the Romulans. Mm, this is a Romulan plot. I know of Romulan plot when I see one. God, you're so smart, Josh. Thanks, Jeff. Commander Parn watches Admiral Valdor pose an intimidating figure in the Senate chambers, schmoozing counselors and trying to influence their opinion on the current situation. Marissa Jarak, however, is not so easily swayed. It makes a beeline for the commander. Yeah. You look bored, commander, Jarak whispers, taking Parn by surprise. Uh, not at all, senator. This just isn't my preferred battlefield. <laughs> Marissa is slightly disappointed and tells Parn as such that she expected a promising young career climber like Al Alina Parn to be a little Little-names. more blood... to be more than a bloodthirsty warmongerer. Damn. This is a burn right here. Senator, you shed more blood in a year in the Senate halls with a pen than my Warbirds disruptors could in 20. Parn Damn, smokes, motherfucker! Prompting a laugh from Jarak. The two go back to watching Valdor, but Jarak is side-eyeing the newly minted commander. 
I have high hopes for you, Commander. Hopefully your generation will lead to a more tempered Star Empire. Are you saying there is something wrong with our current military strategy, Senator? Parn takes a drink from a passing serving staff. They have serving staffs at Senate meetings? That's sick. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go be in the Senate. I would never dream of openly criticizing an existing leader, but I would lend my voice to a more reasonable replacement. Marissa finishes her drink and leaves the conversation. Should there be need, of course. <laughs> These Romulans with their little knives that they're stabbing it's, at each yeah, other's backs all the time. It's fucking it's exhausting. Fucking <laughs> filthy Romies. Damn! At least they're not spoonheads. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you want to go for a tan sour? <laughs> Archer puts his fork down mid-mill and sits with his arms across his chest. Tripp and T'Pol share glances over the captain's table, unsure if they should continue eating. Shran doesn't notice. He continues to wolf down his food. <laughs> I love you, Shran. <laughs> I'm not yawning because of this show. I'm going no. because I haven't slept in years. Nobody sleeps anymore. Uh, interference will be difficult to justify, to Paul states, predicating the thoughts rushing through her captain's head. The prime directive is still in its infancy, Archer snaps. It's also General Order 1 at this point, dog. Oh, fuck! Looks like I just roasted Rich. Oh, shit. They change it in Strange New Worlds. Yeah. They That'll never stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's still in its infancy, Archer snaps. I don't think this is cut as cut and dry as not interfering with the development of a civilization. This is stopping a nefarious force from enslaving a people. Tripp points out that it will be at the potential cost of starting a war. We're gonna be poking our noses into a hornet's nest here, Captain. <laughs> Shran mutters that the war is inevitable at this point. Annoyed, Archer asks Shran if that's another example of him using his brand of diplomacy again. Archer sighs, throws his napkin on the table, and goes to the comms panel. Travis, set a course for Brenia. Damn, dude, it's a fucking trap. He's uh, for sure getting trapped. Jesus. Valdor sits in his command center, parned by his side. He asks if she enjoyed the Senate party. She confides she was indifferent, that internal machinations don't really interest her. She's a soldier. She does as she's ordered. Will you tell me what Jarok talked to you about, he asks, almost innocently. No, dude, you're being a little bit needy right now. She asks if that is an order, making him break the cheery facade. He nods. She was being a politician, sizing me up. I think she's hoping I'd be more a, a more agreeable ally if things don't go well for you, she admits, more frank than he expected. Well, he straightens, suddenly aware of the wolves circling him. Let's just hope that won't be an issue. You're ordered to Brenia, Commander Parn. See what's going on there with our newly installed government. This dude is not subtle at all! See what's going on with our newly installed tra-government. Uh, government. <laughs> As Tipol, Phlox, Archer, Shran, and the Brennian Giannis gear up and enter the shuttle pod, Trip is annoyed to be not going, but Archer confides he needs someone to stay up here on the ship and get out of Dodge if the Romulans come calling. Shran pilots the vessel down onto Brennia to a meeting spot where the rebels from both the Regima and the Tensaur clans have set up from, to form an independent civilian government. That's one way to stop the war. 
Things are tense. The situation had centuries of war making for strange bedfellows. But the people want to make progress away from the conflict and are focused on forcing the Romulans out. The rebels propose they move under cover of darkness to the capital to talk with the leaders there. Yeah, that, that's what you do under the cover of darkness. Yeah, people love talking <laughs> under yeah. the cover of darkness. What are you doing with that silenced gun? Ah, uh, it's for talking. It's just for talking. <laughs> so you can hear me over the gun. <laughs> the crew enter a convoy of vehicles that is ambushed almost immediately after leaving the rebel base, caught in a yeah. series of explosions. I knew it! Shran wakes and is told by a disheveled and bloodied flocks that they are in the capital hospital, but are under arrest. Archer and T'Pol are in a bad way, but he and Shran's in- injuries seem to be largely superficial. Phlox takes him to their beds in the ward. Archer is near death. His injuries severe. Mm. T'Pol is flitting in and out of consciousness. I'd be able to heal them effectively if we were back on Enterprise, but the Ten Sour clan has refused. Shran is horrified. How can they deny POW's treatment? That's barbaric! Yeah, Shran... We were on their planet to interfere with their political structure, says Phlox. It's not surprising. Shran goes to a guard and demands to speak to someone in charge. Luckily, they already want to speak with you, the guard smiles. Damn! Shran and Phlox are brought to a central ornate chamber in the bowels of the hospital where the puppet leaders of the adversarial Tansauer and Regime are waiting. Confused... Phlox asks them what they're here for, together, when reports suggest they're at each other's throats. The queen of the Tensaur, Roja, tells the two what they've heard is right, that the clans despise each other, but there is a growing youth that have become tired of war and are destabilizing their way of life. Danner, the general of the Regima, says that the interference of the Romulans and now the arrival of the Enterprise's saviors has called even more division. Whatever happens, be it a ceasefire, expulsion of the Romulans, or a return to the previous warlike ways, there will be bloodshed. Their society, their rule, balances on a knife's edge. Damn! It's just like, this is bad. Why did you go there, dummy? (laughs) You guys fell head fucking first into this. Idiots. (laughs) They had intended to kill the Enterprise away team. The only thing the bloodthirsty pair would have agreed on in the last 30 years. But another opportunity presented itself. Shran and Phlox must find a way to settle the situation to the satisfaction of both parties before the Romulans arrive in three days or die. And their Starfleet ideology won't allow them to back away. Fuck it! Get out! Don't look at me, I'm no diplomat, Phlox hisses. You were captain of the Andorian Guard. Do you not go through training for situations like this? Yeah. Shran chooses lip. We solve our problems in a very simple way. Armed ritual combat. Me too. It was only with the influence of Archer and his coalition that we even started sitting down at tables rather than flipping them over. (laughs) You are an Andorian, Josh. Hey! Shut the hell up! Okay, okay. That's logical. (laughs) Flox tells him he's going to have to figure out a way to keep their furniture intact, or the four of them will be the first casualties of an all-out civil war. Cool. T'Pol lies on the bio bed, asleep, but wakes as Shran is sitting at her side. She goes to sit up, but she's still being kept immobile. 
Flox instructors instructs her not to move, that the hospital's facilities are not designed to keep her alive for long in this state. After asking to be apprised of the situation, a shaky T'Pol tells Shran he has to step up and think of the people, not just his own ideals. I don't know if I can do that, he says. You must, or we all die, she replies. Hmm. You have your own set of values. Use them to find a common ground. Shran, Shran asks her for advice, but she's already passed out from pain. Damn. Come on, Shran. Shran sits in a room with Roja and Danner for 24 hours, but everything he suggests falls flat. Damn. He suggests land reappropriation, but each party wants more. The Rojima want reproductive rights. The Tansaur say it is against the teaching of the one who is all. Come on, oh, Rich! no. This is too real! I don't... Fuck the Tansaur. <laughs> yeah, the Tansaur can suck my nut. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Hideo Kojima man. <laughs> the Tansaur can suck my two blue nuts. That I look like. That I also... <laughs> The Tansauer want religious freedoms. The Rojima say that there's no compatibility. Everything from food to water to basic conduct and courtesies are debated, and none of them are agreed on. There are ancient slights and centuries-old disagreements that neither party seems to want to resolve, and both leaders seem insistent on war. Shran leaves in a huff. One day left, Danner says, smiling. He doesn't want to agree. No, he wants war. This is bullshit. This is a setup. Danner fucking tan sour ass shit. Danny Danner over here needs to go back to DJ and <laughs> Michelle. That's so, what I was thinking too when I said, yeah. when he said Danner. <laughs> Shran visits to Paul, but Flox tells him there's no way to bring her out of her unconsciousness. If there isn't a resolution to that situation soon, he fears she and the captain will die soon anyway. Shran sits at T'Pol's bed watching her. You care for her, don't you? Flock says. It took me a while to realize it. I always sort archers. I always hmm. sort archers' respect. I always saw archers' respect. I, Tucker's I, friendship. Yeah. I saw. always saw archers' respect, Tucker's friendship, but I fought with T'Pol. I mistook my traded barbs for hatred, but I was a fool. Flock smiles. Little boys pulling girls' pigtails because they can't understand their own feelings. It's coming. That's pretty good, Flox. Thank you. That line was so Flox, I couldn't not read it. That's in that a voice. good. That's a good writing. That's that's good. Shran explains she would be better at this because she would cut to the logic of what is best for the people, not those pampered. <laughs> Running to the door, Shran shouts to keep them alive. He won't be much longer. Pran? Pran? Has it been Pran this whole time? Commander Pran. Uh, was it? Yeah, what? Wait. Now you got me. It's been Parn up until now. It's Parn. Rich. I'm kidding. I know you had to go through a lot. Like, you had to write this really fast. Um, Parn, Parn. and her warbird, the Bentoro, meaning sun death in Romulan. God That's damn. fucking radical, dude. Sun death is the name of my new metal band. Fuck, dude. The sun death arrives in the sector, and her helmsman reports a Starfleet vessel in orbit. When the commander is asked if they should engage, she orders them to stop, an immediate cloak. 
Her mm. second in command suggests they send word to Admiral Valdor, but she declines and orders crew to record nothing in the log under threat of death. Vroom! I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. Shran has assembled the leaders and their coteries? Yeah, coteries. I don't know that word, actually. It's like a, their, their entourage. Yeah. Shran has assembled the leaders in their coteries by the shuttle pod the away team arrived on, telling them that he has a plan that will suit both parties. Shran keys in his communicator to the train. <laughs> you both suck my dick! <laughs> Here it is. Zip. <laughs> Zip flop. Shran keys in his communicator to the transporter and activates it, but only he and the dignitaries are transported away, their respective guard contingents left behind. Baffled, Roja and Danner arrive in a large locked room along with Shran and the two leaders. Fight to the death buttholes. <laughs> Hell yeah, and the two leaders demand to know where they are. Back in the old days on Andoria, Shran overtalks them. I love this. I love there were two warring tribal queens of the southern polar countries, Eldar and Kivar. Their respective nations hated each other and fought a war for nearly a millennia. Back and forth, advantage and defeat went, until Eldar and Kavar were long dead. When their descendants grew tired of war, they came to a, the moot point in the Tepar Valley to hash out terms of ceasefire. But they couldn't remember why they had fought for so long, and had no grounds for apology or conciliation, only hate. So they refused to put ink to paper and continued fighting until their tribes were extinct. My people now use the term between Kavar and Eldar to describe two equally awful options. Uh, rock and a hard place. Danner asks what happened to the two rulers. Oh, after the people realized their complete ineptitude, they cut their heads off and threw them into the great te- crevice at Telendo. Dude, he you says, don't want to go matter of factly. <laughs> As the leaders swap uncomfortable glares, they start bickering, and Shran immediately interrupts them, throwing two knives down at their feet. (laughs) You have three options. One, if conflict is so important to you, you can pick up those blades and fight for your nations, winner take all. Two, you solve the situation diplomatically together. You said there were three options, Roja mutters. Option three is that I pick up the blades, slit your throats, and take the planet myself. <laughs> and I promise you I would not be a good ruler. Your planet would be a ball of fire in about 40 minutes. <laughs> Roja scoffs. We can't just dismantle an entire corporate system just like that. The war machine keeps the money flowing. Our economies mm-hmm. are built upon conflict. That's a bad idea. The two leaders look at each other before Danner clears his throat. I do not wish to die for our respective peons. <laughs> Holy shit, so I that's propo- fucking... It's a little straightforward, isn't it? It's a little fucking... Yeah. So I propose that we sign this paper in the presence of the Enterprise, then go back to our ways after the ship breaks orbit. Our people will be able to be better controlled once these interlopers leave. They were bred to be ruled and die for us, so what if their deaths are delayed by a day or so? It appeases us and the Romulans and allows the Enterprise crew to leave. Roja agrees, so long as they don't have to die, and they sign the peace accords, asking if that's enough to make Shran go. (laughs) Absolutely, he smiles. This is great. You should know, however, that I've been broadcasting this meeting on your planet's comm web system. 
everyone on the planet now knows you would rather watch them all die to appease your Romulan overlords. Have fun. <laughs> God damn it, Shrand. He hits his comm badge and beams back to the site before giving the Coteries the coordinates of the room their former leaders are in. Call it a coronation gift for the new government. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. Fuck, I love Shran so much. Uh, yep. Back on the Enterprise, a clearly recovering and too early to be back at work Archer sits in his ready room and calls in Shran. He's not happy. <laughs> you want to explain this? He throws a pad on the desk between them. It's a pad. If you want the schematics, <laughs> I suggest you call Tucker. Oh, I am Andorian, aren't I? Yep. <laughs> Archer stands. Cut the crap, Shran. You solved the diplomatic solution by igniting civil war. Shran huffs. This is the problem with this coalition. The Vulcans think infinite diversity, infinite combinations applies to every person. You think that there isn't a combination you can't beat or train into shape until everything and everyone is Starfleet shape. The Andorians realized long ago there are some combinations you can't allow. Power and fascism, wealth and evil, position and wrath. We learn that to keep the body whole, sometimes you have to cut out the tumors. Yeah. Archer, I am Andorian. Archer sit, maybe I am too after that speech. <laughs> Archer sits again. This is going to backfire with the Romulans. Of course it will. But the moment you set foot on that planet, you had to know that was certain to happen. The Romulans are coming, Jonathan. You need people on your crew to do the things you can't. Archer dismisses him. The truth stinging more than his injuries. Yeah. Commander Parn sits in her office on long-distance comms to Admiral Valdor. The rebellion is picking up pace, Admiral. The Rojima and the Tensaur have expelled their leaders and executed them. In a few days, the entire planet will reject Romulan rule. Valdor steeples his fingers in front of his mouth. Were they there? We watched as a Starfleet vessel warped back to their space shortly after the leaders were compromised. It was them, all right, she admits. And you didn't stop them? Or engage? No, I did as you asked. I watched the fall of their political structure and took the censor readings. They're all prepared for the Senate, she nods. Valdor mm -hmm. can't help but smile. This will be proof enough. Come back home, Pawn. You've done well. Uh-oh. She turns off the comms. You have done well, comes a voice from behind her. Do you think this will be enough? She turns to see the shadowy figure behind <gasps> her. This entire situation is intolerable. A few more alterations and we'll be done. The shadowy figure steps out of the scrambling field to reveal the man behind the temporal cold war. Behind the escalation of the Romulan War itself is an older Jonathan Archer. The president? The president of space? What? Huh? The end. I don't. And Rich says, going to let the mic drop on that one. See you in a few weeks, your friend Rich. I'm rubbing my face. Uh, Holy uh, shit. Why? Is it... It I voted for that guy. <laughs> Twice! <laughs> what? <laughs> he has dogs. He's so relatable. Damn it. He had the close-cropped uh. brown hair and average <laughs> wife. 
with small baby that we all love in our political figures. He had a dog. I voted for the dog. <laughs> I voted for the dog. I voted for the dog. Archer, what are you doing? We don't know it's him. We don't know. We don't know. Archer, we don't what, know. Do you, what, what are you doing? We don't know. Don't jump to conclusions, Matt. <laughs> I jumped to conclusions, Matt. On the mat. <laughs> oh God! I oh really my God. like. I feel like the the like best line of dialogue. Like you've written better lines of dialogue before, plenty yeah. of them. But I w- like the line of dialogue that you wrote that I was literally incapable of not reading in Flock's voice. Impelled to be Flock's, yes. Like yes. I I could not not read it in that voice. That's it's incredible. What's incredible is I read it before you read it, and I I heard his voice too. Because I kind of skip ahead sometimes. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I read it a, a pace that's like audibly legible, and yeah, we, read, no, I, yeah. we read visually way faster than that. Yeah, way faster. Yeah. But holy yeah. shit, Rich, you continue to outdo yourself, man. I am shocked. I kind of hate this Rich guy because like. I need, I need, I need this. I need more. <laughs> Let's lock him in our basement and make him write for us. We well, kind of already do that. We pretty much already do that. So, yeah. <laughs> like metaphorically, uh, I don't know why he sends triple A writing for our favorite series into us for free constantly. But if he's going to continue being this delusional, I'll let him. I mean, we're scum and we don't deserve any of this. So, that's I don't very know. true. <laughs> That is very true. Have we been doing this for two hours yet? No. Uh, no. It's an hour and a half. That's a pretty good half. length for a podcast uh, 25% of people listen to. <laughs> <laughs> the math checks out. Um, really, like all I can think about when I think about the huge drop-off between M-Class listeners and email listeners is you're missing fucking Rich Master stories. Are you nuts? You're, yeah, you're missing a lot of really funny shit, too. Like, Rich Masters is the... Really, the whole reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know this is going to make people mad at Rich Masters and get him a lot of shit that he's going to have yeah. to deal with, but fuck him. Uh, the reason why email still exists is because Rich Masters sends us these fucking stories. Yeah. If it helps you, you can call him Bitch Bastards. Oh, no. He said it on mic. Oh, no. Hey, I'm just an Andorian. I say it like I sees it. I pretty much, I think I've called him Bitch Bastards to him Have you? before. That's funny. Um, That's funny. I've definitely called him Bitch Masters before. I know. It's so easy. It's so dumb. But you know what? This show is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's M-Class for you, baby. It's dumb as fuck. <laughs> fuck it, Jeff. It's M-Class. That's true. <laughs> jo- Josh is like some sort of Andorian-Klingon mix. Yeah, I, I think mean, you're just Andorian, really. Klingons are like dumb as fuck. Yeah, I'm like so. calcula- more calculating than yeah. Klingon. So you're you're definitely Andorian. I don't know what I am. Probably just a stupid old Humey. I'm just I love how you like immediately you're like when you do a trip you're like I'm captain I don't know <laughs> <laughs> fucking kills me man I have to every time I, I see know, his I dialogue mean, that's what he sounds like homeboy captain catfish. I can't wait to eat a catfish I eat raw catfish <laughs> my mom was a catfish maybe that's true maybe he was one of those weird ass catfish 
babies, from babies from Voyager, and he got sent here's, back in time. Here's what I think Rich is going to go with this story. Future Archer goes into the future and grabs a baby catfish and makes him be raised as Tucker. Also, he can set up this crazy timeline. <laughs> I am believe I, it. Am I being a Star Trek fan yet? Rich is going to have to rewrite the whole ending of the series now. Because you <laughs> he's, over, he's over in England at home scribbling, Go, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. Slow down, I need this. Wait. Write that, write that, write that down. Look. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. From the bottom of my heart, I fucking love your stories, and I love that you send them in to us, and it yeah, means the world great. to me. They're great. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you to everybody who wrote in today. We appreciate hearing from each and every one of you folks. It's always yeah. fun to get stupid questions like, what kind of boat are you? Or to talk about the deep, troubling wounds of our world. <laughs> Really brightens the day. Up. <laughs> I mean, it's necessary. Hey, we gotta face it. You yeah, know? you have to. Getting some fan art about Tim Conway's famous character Dorf. <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> Literally, can, that's not even you, joking. I love it. You could put a gun to my head. I wouldn't have been able to pull Tim Conway out of that. No, shit. I, I would. That would be a Google search for me. I'm sure yeah. it was for them as well. Yeah, yeah. Um. Hearing about how Brandon Braga is not known sex pervert. Yeah, he climbed uh, uh, like uh, Edmund Hillary, yeah. <laughs> Sir Edmund Hillary. Uh, whatever the fuck werewolf bar mitzvah wrote in. I appreciate all your emails, and I love all of you equally. <laughs> uh, you can send in an email and be part of the show by shooting us uh, over a message to mclassemail at gmail.com. Do it. Uh, you follow us on Twitter at M Class Podcast, and you can find every link related to M Class in every way, shape, or form at mclasspodcast.com. Yeah, I think we only have, when this comes out, like two days left of the drive, right? That's true. We should talk about the drive here at the end of the podcast because we do have two days of it left. I thought this would come out after it was over. Nope, I did the math. I think I'm right. <laughs> well, either way, I believe you. <laughs> That's bullshit, but I believe it. I believe that you believe me, so I believe it. It is, of course, the last few days of the Trek Boy, Pre the Trek Boy Pride Pledge Drive 2022, featuring special guest Super Mario. Ludacris. Alanis Morissette. Dr. Dre. <laughs> Dr. Zhivago. Dr. Doogie Hauser, MD. For the month of June, you boys over at M-Class Podcast are fundraising for the Trevor Project, a suicide prevention and resource hotline for LGBTQIA plus teens and youth. Every dollar we're going to be making this month over what we already had on Patreon is going directly to the Trevor Project. You head on over to patreon.com slash M-Class Podcast and become a patron or raise your pledge. I think we had 930, 960, something like that at the beginning. 937, of the I believe, was the number you said. 937. That sounds realistic. <laughs> we had that at the beginning of the month. We're uh, well over into the thousand. Like, I think we're like 1,700 or something at this point. No, you got to trick them. You say, we're negative. We got to do well, more. Oh, we don't have any money, it turns out. We, <laughs> the bills came in and the. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh shit, the big board has zero on it? Shit! Pledge, 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 pledge! You better pledge at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. We're trying to absolutely obliterate the total of $601 we donated last year. Yeah. Uh, if you want to bypass all of our horse shit, you're like, I don't want to, I don't want the money to even be near your fucking shit. I don't blame you. Then you can donate directly to our fundraiser at give.thetrevorproject.org slash mclasspodcast. Uh, mm-hmm. All the money's going to go into that fundraiser at the end of the month anyway, so keep an eye on it to see what our grand total for the month is. And again, if you need any links uh, that we've mentioned uh, for the Trevor Project, for the Trek Boy Pride Pledge Drive, even for the show, you can find all of that at mclasspodcast.com. Yeah, I got a visitor. His name's Teddy. Teddy! What are you doing, buddy? Teddy <laughs> would put money down if, if he had money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He doesn't have any, though. No. He's lazy and he doesn't have a job. If if you aren't lazy like us and Teddy and you have a job <laughs> not like us and Teddy. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, that's right. Then, uh, <laughs> take part in the Trek Boy Pride Pledge Drive 2022. It's the coolest thing we get to do. Yes, it is. Podcast. I'm very proud of it and I'm proud of all of you and thank you for donating yeah. everybody who has. Yeah, thank you so much for donating. We appreciate the hell out of it. Uh, we will be back in one week with more M-Class goodness. Bye-bye. I'm going to go get a donut. Oh, shit, me too. It's been a long week since the last email. It's been a long time since that last rich master's tale. Pitch it or ditch it from Boston John. I need to catch my fix Of Jeff's table reads in a silly voice And Josh talking about dicks On M-Class email I swear there's never an in M-Class email It's always been singular that's M-Class Email. Don't you settle for nothing less than it's back without fail. It's empath. It's empath. Empath email.